0: so late that night, when the rest of the girls had finally fallen asleep, uh, my friend Lori's like, Valerie, what's going on? You're so quiet. I said, I just can't stop thinking about that story your mom told me. I wish Jesus was real. She said, didn't you know he is? (laughs) I'm like, no, I, I didn't know that. Do you think... And I I felt so, like, bold even asking, do you think that maybe I could meet him? Lori knew her mother very well. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) She's like, sure, I'll go get my mom. (laughs) She can introduce you. (laughs) And I'm thinking your mom's already told us to be quiet several times. (laughs) This does not sound like a good plan to me. I'm like, well, if you want to. (laughs) And I honestly didn't even have a picture of what that could look like. I mean, like what kid can imagine meeting a king? I had no idea what that could look like. But Lori's mom was an amazing woman. And at two o'clock in the morning when her daughter came and woke her up (laughs) and said, Hey, mom, Valerie wants to meet Jesus. She hopped out of bed. (laughs) And she came and she led me to Jesus. Bible and tell me to read it every day. Read the whole thing. It's (laughs) very. Um, And Lori's mom started taking me to church with them. And Be honest, it confused me even more, because the emphasis on everything was about how we needed to make sure we were good. And honestly, being good was hard, (laughs) I don't know if anybody else has found that out. But there were all these rules that I didn't understand at all, like they didn't make any sense to me. I would say things that my parents said at home and I'd get in trouble for them. Ah, not supposed to do that. So I had this whole new set of rules in my head, and I was trying so hard to follow them. I did it. I tried to do everything they told me. So I was supposed to read from the Bible every day, and I was supposed to pray for everybody I knew, and so I did those things. But the thing was, I couldn't do what they wanted me to do. I, I could read from the Bible, I could pray, but I just couldn't be good <laughs> no matter how hard I tried. I was always saying something in public I wasn't supposed to say. That's usually how I got in trouble. <laughs> because the things we said at home, the things I learned there, just didn't translate very well into church culture. and. There were all these other things at church that didn't make sense to me, words that were used that I did not have a clue what they meant. I mean, like, what's sanctification to a nine-year-old who's never been to church? (laughs) I just didn't get them. I also got confused because the Bible that I was given was a King James. And I was like, are we supposed to talk like that? (laughs) Do I have to say, oh, Lord, wilt thou... (laughs) It just didn't feel right. We moved a lot as a kid, when I was a kid. And so every place we went focused on the external, but on that internal relationship. We get healed. Things that that used to really cause pain, they just don't things that used to, we used to just react defensively to, instead we're like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. And that person isn't trying to hurt me. They just need Jesus. In this passage, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, I loved what Jim said this morning because trust, like so many other things, isn't based on emotion, it's a choice. I hate to fly, I don't know about anybody else, I don't like planes. Um, I kind of look at planes and I think, they just don't make logical sense to me. (laughs) But at the same time, I know the research, I know that getting in a plane is actually safer than getting in a car. And so when I need to travel on a plane, I choose to trust that the plane's gonna get me there. Sometimes, especially when we have not been walking in intimacy with God, we don't feel like we know him well enough to automatically trust him. We might know we should. We have a lot of shoulds in the body of Christ, don't we? Unfortunately. But (laughs) we might know we should, but we don't feel it. But the cool thing is, we don't have to feel it. We can choose. We can choose that I'm gonna believe what I read in the word, I'm gonna believe what I hear God say to me, and I'm gonna stand on it, and I'm gonna choose to trust him, even when my life experiences don't tell me, haven't shown me yet, that he is trustworthy. As we do that, we find he is amazingly trustworthy. He always tells us the truth, and I love how he does it, even when he's telling us why we do things that we do, why we sin, he doesn't do what our friends do, which is often to make excuses for us. But he will show us what the root of it is, and then he'll help us deal with the root so that there's no longer the fruit. It's getting cleaned up from the inside. So he will show us you did this because you were afraid. Now that doesn't mean it's okay for you to keep doing it, but let me help you get healed. So you just don't automatically go there anymore. One of the things that those in the world say so often about the church is Christians are no different than us. And you know what? when we don't walk in intimacy with God, that's true. It is. Sometimes we're actually worse (laughs) because not only are we doing the same things, but we're hypocrites about it. It doesn't make people want to come to the Lord. But when we walk in intimacy with him, he cleans everything up from the inside out. So we're not like the Pharisees who are washing the outside of the vessel and the inside of the vessel is filthy. Instead, we just automatically start to become more like our daddy. And that's a good thing. Walking with God was never intended to be hard. (laughs) It was never intended to be lots and lots of work. And so if it is... Something's not happening in the intimacy part, and that's become a hindrance. When we have that intimacy, those things flow out of us. And when we don't, we know what to do. One of the things we talk about in um, the School of Supernatural Ministry is every time you find yourself feeling anxious, worried, afraid, Every time you find yourself doing something that you don't know why you did, every time you find yourself responding in anger or hatred towards someone, the very first thing you want to do is go run to God and say, help, (laughs) I don't know what's going on in here. But something's going on. There's something being dragged up often from our past. Sometimes from when we were so young, we don't even remember it and the more we do that just the easier it is not just our own walk with god but our walk with our brothers and sisters in christ because apart from that knowing god in that way when we see the behavior of other people we judge we don't even have to try <laughs> it's just the first thing that comes out is we're like oh they should they shouldn't what are they thinking right? But when we walk in that intimacy with God, we won't be able to do that for very long (laughs) because it comes into your head and he's like, hey, wait a second. There are things you do not know. Sometimes he'll share them with us. Sometimes he won't and that's okay. But either way, we start to view the bad behavior of others the same way he's taught us to view ours. There's a reason something that's not healed, a lie somebody's still believing, a deception that they're under. And who among us hasn't been deceived, right? Every one of us. So when we see that, it's so much easier for us to love them, to pray for them, to give them the same kind of grace that God gives us. And it changes the way we walk with one another and then the world sees Jesus when they see us. I actually had a guy at the mission one time tell me that there were two different kinds of Christians. The bad kind that he didn't want to be any around at all. And the good kind that were the only hope the world had. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's sad, but it's awesome that he could see the difference. He said, when the, when the bad kind come and preach, we don't want to be here. <laughs> he said, we feel bad about ourselves. We feel guilty. We feel shame. He said, when those people come who are the good kind, we feel hope. We feel like God loves us, like he has a good plan for us. We see the truth and we get free. The same thing happens with us when we're close to him. When I was going to Bible college, I was the only female Christian studies major. Everybody else who was there was usually in the medical or the education field. And so most of my friends were um, gals who were nursing majors. And every, whenever they did their geriatrics rotation, I got the biggest kick out of what they did. Their instructors for a week would make them have tight bindings around their knees and around their ankles, They would have to wear glasses that were smeared with Vaseline, and they would have to have cotton stuck in their ears. The reason was so they could have empathy for their elderly patients who had trouble with mobility, with their sight, and with their hearing. And to me, that's a great picture of what happens to us when we don't walk in intimacy with God. Our vision gets clouded. We're not able to see ourselves, God, or other people clearly. We're not able to hear the truth. And our walk is definitely hindered. I don't know where you guys are in your journey of intimacy with God. But I just want to encourage you today. If, if you've been stuck in all of the shoulds and the coulds and the shame and the guilt and the, I'm not good enough, it's because there's not enough intimacy there. And I just wanna encourage you, take that time. It doesn't matter when it is. One part of the day is no more sacred than another. If morning doesn't work for you, Make it a continual thing as much as you can. Do something to move closer in intimacy with God than you have been doing. Every step makes a difference. And as you make even just one choice to ask God, why did I do that? What's going on here? Why am I afraid? Why am I worried? (laughs) What's happening because this isn't lining up with what the word tells me should be normal. You're going to see that it's going to be so easy to trust him because he is good and he is loving and he is kind. And you will never find a friend who is better to you than he will be. He'll always tell you the truth. Like sometimes as friends, we let our mercy gift get out of control. (laughs) It becomes then sanctified and we let people off the hook in a way that really is not even love. God doesn't do that. He'll tell you the truth, but he'll also help you with it. We need that. And the world needs us to have that. So they can see who he is. So I'm just going to take a minute, and I know this was probably short. I don't know. I don't even have a clock. <laughs> but um, Bob, could you come up? So I, if you are hearing what I'm saying today and you're like, yeah, maybe I've been stuck in some of that. Maybe I haven't been giving God the opportunities that, to talk to me that I sh- would be good for me. <laughs> it's not that God it's going to get angry with you if you don't. You're really the one who's going to suffer because you'll stay with all the stuff that doesn't need to be there. But if you've been there, if that's where you are, I'm just going to pray and I just invite you to pray along with me. And let's ask, invite God to talk to us about the things we need to hear. Invite him to get our attention when we forget to ask. so Lord I just thank you that you're good I thank you that you love us and that you are trustworthy and Lord I invite you to speak to me I invite you to show me what's happening inside of me to tell me the truth where I believe lies, to tell me where there's someone I need to forgive, to help me to understand other people and see them with your eyes, God. God, I want all of you and I want you to have all of me. I don't want to be hung up on the shoulds and coulds and have tos. I want freedom in you. And so Lord, I ask that you would get my attention when I needed you to. (laughs) That you would give me ABC color by number words. that I couldn't miss what you have to say. And Father, I, just, I want to turn away from any striving, any working. Thank you that you already love me just like I am. And thank you, God, that I can't ever disappoint you because before you created me, you knew everything I was ever gonna do, and you love me anyway. So, God, we just thank you. Thank you that you are so good, and that you never ever leave us.